Good evening. At this time and in this place, we gather for many reasons. We come to express sorrow. E.A. Buccineri wrote, so it's true, when all is said and done, grief is the price we pay for love. And Blake was well loved. We come to receive comfort. The words of God's promises are read, hugs are given, the presence of friendship is felt, the Spirit is here and at work. We come to give thanks. All good gifts come to us from the hand of a gracious God. We look to God today, giving thanks for the gift of life found in Blake, who loved his family and friends well, and who impacted people everywhere he went with his music and his kindness. And we come to rejoice because the promise of the gospel is that life does not end with death. In Jesus Christ, we are assured of eternal life. With this hope, we can rejoice to know that Blake has gone to discover the peace that passes all understanding. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Eternal God, your love for us is everlasting. You alone can turn the shadow of death into the brightness of the morning light. Help us to turn to you with humble and believing hearts. In the stillness of this hour, speak to us of eternal things, so that hearing the promises in Scripture, we may have hope and be lifted above our darkness and distress into the light and peace of your presence. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
Our scripture passages today, as suggested by the family, come to us from the Old and New Testaments, the first from the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. For surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And these words from Paul's letter to the Romans, the 12th chapter, beginning at the 9th verse. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another and do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. And if it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals upon their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. May the Lord bless to us an understanding of this, his holy word. Amen. Ben Jacobson, Blake's grandfather, would like to share some remembrances. Blake's favorite color was green. And this folder, I think, is something he worked on for a project. And Grandma saved it. Being a grandfather to Blair and Blake was one of the great joys of my life. In April of 1998, at the invitation of Bruce Porter, I was invited to baptize Blake just a few feet from where I now stand. When Susan went back to work after giving birth to Blake, Bob brought her to our house with Blair every morning. Jane and I were the ones who were blessed. This is the last thing I ever wanted to do in my life. 
but this may be the last thing I can do to honor my beloved grandson's memory. I'm going to say a few things about Blake. They're from my experience, and the experiences have been shared with me since his death. When Blake was five, he told his grandmother that he wanted to play the trumpet and that he wanted to be an Eagle Scout, not just a Boy Scout. He wanted to be an Eagle Scout. A couple of years later, he added being a basketball player to his list. On senior night for the Venice basketball team, Blake played the Star Spangled Banner on the trumpet before the game. And during the third quarter, he made five three-point shots in a row, and they took him out to the applause of his teammates. The next day, the Herald Tribune published a, a story about Blake. They had a picture of Blake in his basketball uniform playing his trumpet. And there was a headline, and the headline said, Bennett Toots' own horn. <laughs> in his senior year at Pineview High School, Blake was awarded the Louis Armstrong Medal from the band program, the Creativity Award from the school. He earned his Eagle Scout Award as part of the scout troop that's now sponsored by our church here. And after the basketball season was over, Blake was named the most valuable offensive player on the Venice High team. Blake persisted day by day by day. He completed his list. He became a trumpeter, an Eagle Scout, and a basketball player. Uh, there are a lot of stories to be told, a lot of people to be remembered people who helped him along the way. But none was more important than his grandmother. Jane cared for Blair and Blake every day. She introduced them to music. She brought them here to the Palms Preschool. She helped her with her, her Girl Scout projects and Blake with his Cub Scout badges. She took them to piano lessons, supervised their homework, and fed them, and fed them, and fed them. <laughs> she made sure they wanted for nothing. Vincent Mangello introduced Blake to the trumpet, and to the baritone, and to the tuba, and to the French horn, and on one rare occasion in the summer music program, introduced him to the trombone. Whatever instrument Victor needed to have played, Blake was ready to play it. Lori Haas was Blake's first basketball coach. And you could tell the difference from her, not was by gender, but she's the only one who wasn't hollering at the kids. Jonathan Spivey, I remember over here, you were accompanying him on the recordings he needed to make to submit for his music auditions. The Weisses from the Jazz Club helped with scholarships. 
And Aaron, who is over here to my right, a marvelous trumpet player, Blake's last concert at Pineview, he and Aaron played a duet with the, with the wind ensemble of Somewhere on, Over the Rainbow. You're going to hear it. One of the great things about that day was not just playing with Aaron, but the fact that Aaron's father, who was one of the founding members of the Canadian Brass, was also there. And he said to me, Blake can play. And when I said that to Blake, that meant more than any comment I could have made. And then there's Jeffrey, Jeffrey Thompson, Blake's friend since second grade at Pineview. One of their friends said of Blake and Blair that Blake was the heart of the jazz band and Jeffrey was the lungs. Now, I don't know what that means, but that's just what he told me. You, you guys supported one another when you were here, when you were gone and came back home, when you're both in town, you were together. Blake on his trumpet, you on your saxophone. You were a wonderful friend to Blake. Now, as a proud grandfather and sometimes public relations agent, I always knew Blake had a future in music. The evidence was there. First, he loved to practice every day in his bedroom. He would come home from school, go to his bedroom, and practice. One of his friends from Florida State recently wrote, he said, Blake was always in the practice room trying to be better tomorrow than he was yesterday. And second, Blake loved to perform, even if it was in our kitchen. Any, he even performed for the pastor of this church when he first came. I had Blake bring his trumpet to the service that morning, and when Steve was outside talking to people, this little boy went up behind him and started playing the Michigan fight song. You may have forgotten, but I didn't. Blair and Blake participated regularly in the Sarasota Orchestra Music Camp, and it was there I began to think that Blake is just kind of wired differently. At the end of the first day in their second camp, Dr. Jude, who was teaching a course in elementary music theory. She pulled me aside and she said, I need to talk to you about your grandson. And I did what most parental figures do. I said, what did he do now? And she said, no, no, that's not it. She told me that she had planned a lesson on pitch and rhythm. She placed a marimba in the middle of the room and around the room were these little bamboo instruments that you can play with a mallet, and that she was going to play something on the big marimba, marimba, and the kids were going to play on the other. But before anything happened, she said, Blake came into the room, he put his trumpet case down, and he walked over, he picked up the mallets on the marimba and started playing around with it. And then she said he played a piece, a jazz piece she'd never heard before. She asked Blake, what's the name of the piece? And he gave it to her. And she said, have you ever played the marimba before? And he said, no. And Dr. Jude continued. She said, well, how were you able to play the jazz piece? And he said, I could play it on my trumpet. 
And she laughed, and I laughed as well. I don't think that's an answer many of us can give. I could play it on another instrument. Blake chose to attend FSU after graduation because he had a great experience there during his summer jazz program for high school students and because Scotty Barnhart would be his teacher. Scotty is the director of the Count Basie Orchestra and for 20 years was their lead trumpet. And he became one of Blake's heroes. The first year Blake was at camp, he recorded on his smartphone every class that Scotty taught. And we heard it all the way home from Tallahassee to Sarasota. And then he, heard, he played it at home for the weeks that followed. He couldn't get enough. During the time that he was at Tallahassee, he played with the Tallahassee Blaz Jazz Ballet, the Tallahassee Orchestra, and for four years he was in Florida's top, top jazz band. But the most important group he played with was the Faculty Jazz Ensemble. When Scotty Barnhart was on the road with the, with the Count Basie Orchestra, Leon Anderson, who's head of the jazz department, would ask Blake to sit in for Scotty. Well, after Blake was, was killed, I spoke with Leon and I thanked him for all the opportunities he gave Blake to perform. And especially I told him how much it meant to Blake, how much he loved playing with the jazz faculty. And Leon said to me, you've got it all wrong. We loved playing with Blake. And I was close to speeches, as close as I'm likely to get. I learned so much about Blake from the people he touched, the words kind and compassionate, gentle and funny were repeated again and again. A graduate student now in choral composition at Eastman School of Music wrote of working with Blake. He said, the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of Blake is that he was a marvelous collaborator. Not a competitor, but a collaborator. And a young woman I've never met, she wrote of the first time she met Blake. They were both first-year students at Florida State. They were auditioning on trumpet for a place in the big jazz bands. She described it this way. The situation was highly competitive and I was extremely nervous. She said she appeared in the music building to warm up about a half an hour before her audition and she walked down the halls but all the rooms were full. Blake saw her through the window. He opened the door and he asked if he could help her. And she told him that she needed a place to warm up before her audition. And this is what she said happened. She said, Blake told her, you can have my room. And then he stayed with her long enough to calm her down. She says she will never forget him, not as a competitor for a seat in a band, but as a collaborator in the world of music. Sometime during his second semester at Florida State, Blake decided he was going to expand his horizons. He wanted to earn a degree in psychology as well as one in music performance. And the focus of his psychological interests 
were, was really on what they called music cognition. I'd never heard of it before. But I understand it's to explore the way the brain works, to let some people perform and other people to listen to music. Now to earn that degree, he had to take the full range of psychology courses. And the one that impacted him the most was not a music course. It was a course called Black Psychology, which included a lot of black history. If you looked at his Facebook after he took that course, you might have seen a petition that he and several of his friends were trying to get before the state legislature. It was a petition that would have required every student at a state school to take a course in black history. Blake wanted everyone to learn what he had learned. When he was interviewed by the Tallahassee paper and asked about Blake, Scotty Barnhart said, Blake was a beautiful human being, a wonderful musician with a conscience. And to Scotty I say, well said, my friend. Thank you, Ben. Uh, well said, my friend. Well, we've heard some of the stories that made Blake the special and beloved person that he was. And I know that you too have your stories with Blake. I feel blessed because I knew him. Blake and Blair grew up in this church, so I got to overlap with them as a children's director and a family ministry director, and then eventually as their pastor. But one of my favorite memories of Blake wasn't at the church at all. It was about that YMCA basketball league where I got to coach Blake and my daughter Sophie. This was back in the days when Blake was more like this instead of like this. But my husband reminded me, actually, he was always the biggest kid on our team. But he never played like the biggest kid on our team because he was so darn nice. So this was back even before Blake became such a beast on the Venice High basketball team. But you know what they say about a good foundation, right? YMCA basketball, that good foundation. Well, Blake had a good foundation with God as well as an active member of his church family starting way back in preschool. He came to Sunday school, and when he got old enough, he became an acolyte. He played special music for us, and as you heard, he did his Eagle Scout project for us at this church, building our first gaga ball pit for the kids out back. Blake and I met a lot during that project, and I know that he and his volunteers worked really hard building that thing. So he's out there in the heat and the humidity. But even when he's sweating in the sun, you would always catch him laughing and having fun. 
Oh my gosh, one time he and Blair needed to have some like extra volunteer hours or something for school. So the three of us are up in the education building cleaning out this classroom. And oh, Blake, Blair, I love Blair. Blair is on task. She's getting the job done. She and I are like amazing partners in this thing. Blake, on the other hand, we're looking, I don't even know what little kid's toy distracted him but he is doing absolutely nothing to help us. And Blair and I are just laughing at Blake. And even though he's really no help to us at all, we were both better because he was there. And that's the way he is. That's the way he always was, right? He brought a spark of light. I love the scripture passage from Romans that Blake's dad chose. It truly captures Blake's spirit. Verses 9 and 10 of the New Living Translation go like this. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. The Apostle Paul ends this passage by saying, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That kind of sounds like Blake too, doesn't it? This reminded me of a poem by Ted Loder that speaks of Christ, yet captures the essence of Blake Bennett, who was and is Christ's beloved child forevermore. And it goes like this. Precious Lord, grant me a sense of humor that adds perspective to compassion, gratitude that adds persistence to courage, quietness of spirit that adds irrepressibility to hope, openness of mind that adds surprise to joy, that with gladness of heart I may link arm in arm with the one who saw signs of your kingdom in salt and yeast, pearls and seeds, travelers and tax collectors, sowers and harlots, foreigners and fishermen, and who opens my eyes with these signs and my ears with the summons to follow to something more of justice and joy. Blake moved through the world with kindness, compassion, and a big heart. A big heart for those he knew and loved. A big heart for those without a voice. Blake embodied love. Blake knew at an early age that, which often takes people a lifetime to figure out, people and relationships and Wally are the most important thing the very thing that God calls us to do, to love and care for each other. And our Blake knew that. And our Blake did that. Blake will be missed so very much. He had amazing gifts and talents to share with this dark world that desperately needs that spark of light. I have a confession to make. I haven't done enough grief work yet for Blake. 
Grief comes, of course, whether we are intentional or not. My spiritual director told me that if we are mindful of our grief, it can become productive and fruitful. And I want to share with you what she invited me to do because maybe it'll be helpful for you too as we grieve this unimaginable loss. First, get one of your favorite pictures of Blake. The picture is important. Invite the presence of God in a tangible way by lighting a candle. Play some trumpet music in the background. Grab a journal and your favorite pen and ask these two questions. What is the shape of this loss for me? And what is the shape of this loss for the world? Be open to the grief in your body, your soul, and your mind. Set the timer for 20 minutes, and then listen, and journal, and cry, and journal some more. Repeat as often as necessary. As you process this grief, look for that spark of light that you want to carry forward because you knew this kind, big-hearted musician, athlete, scholar, Eagle Scout, friend, nephew, grandson, son, and brother. In my journaling, the spark of light that I want to carry forward from Blake is kindness and a smile. These sparks of light will help push back the darkness on earth, and that is a good thing, but there's something even more important than that. We cannot lose hope. We will be together with Blake again. Our time on earth is but a blip on the radar compared to all of eternity that we get to spend with God and all of God's children. Feel your grief. It is right and necessary. Express your grief. Get counseling for your grief and continue to live. Live with a spark of light because we do not grieve as others do, those who have no hope. Friends, we have the hope and the promise of life together forever through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we are at such a loss. We are at such a loss when we think that our son and grandson and brother and nephew and friend is no longer here. We are at such a loss to think that the notes of his trumpet will not fill the air or that his gentle kindness will not touch us, or that his genuine quest for life's meaning will not accompany us, or that his future will not unfold in front of us. 
we are at a loss to understand such things and why such beauty was so short-lived. We wish the world were safer, and we wish that such bad things would not happen to such good people, nor to any persons. We are grateful for all good and beautiful things, no matter how short-lived. We are grateful that you blessed us with Blake. We are grateful that the music of his life has passed into our lives, into our ears, into our hearts. We are grateful for the fun and the craziness and the late night talks and the love expressed and the three-point shots and the Boy Scout badges and the jazz improvisations and the brother-sister bond and the champion of grandparents and a dog named Wally and even the meaning that lies hidden right now within our hearts of sorrow. Oh God, we give you thanks that as much as Blake belonged to us and we to him, we give you thanks that even more we and he belong to you, that you hold us in the midst of life's uncertainty. You love us beyond our ability to comprehend, and your grasp is most secure when we are most at risk. Comfort us to know that this dear young man remains ever alive in our memories and ever present in your care. And we rejoice that the day of our reunion will someday come, even while our wait seems far too long. And in all the days in between, surround us with your love and presence and the gentle touch of your embrace and the assurance of resurrection. For we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We welcome again Aaron now to play a piece somewhere over the rainbow that he shared with Blake in the last concert at Pineview.
Friends, we have not yet begun our official receptions with food and drink, but the family um, invites you to join them in the courtyard after the service if you would like to visit. Our memorial garden is there where Blake's name is engraved and his cremains are interred in our memorial garden. When you exit, you'll be able to go out any of the side doors. Will you please stand for the benediction? May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.